Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dory Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. We are just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please remember, we are not experts. We're just podcast hosts, and we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed. And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Indeed it is. And I just have to say that I'm a little embarrassed because I previously recommended a product on our last episode that I then realized I've already recommended. Like I've already like actively mentioned it 
I don't I don't know what's going on. My which, my which brain, product? It is my good day chocolate melatonin. Oh yeah. I like I think I've talked about it now like in every episode for the <laughs> for the past two weeks and I keep acting like it's the first time. Well, you love it. And that's I fine. really you know what? I just looked at it on my bedside table and felt excited about taking it later tonight. So <laughs> Oh, that's so nice. That should tell you everything you need to know about my relationship to this melatonin. But yeah, I just realized like I, I, I was going through listener voicemails today and someone was like, Thanks so much for recommending the chocolate and i was like oh god i completely forgot that i did this so you know we all have brain farts uh, it's just ours are occasionally recorded onto a podcast and then saved on the internet so hey, here we go you, you know, know it is what it is we're doing the best we can yeah it's true it's true anyway dory hello good to talk to you what likewise, is happening likewise to you this evening <sighs> Um, well, I've been really into the Instagram account pull up for change. I was not familiar with it until I saw you mention it. Yeah, so it's very cool. It was started by the founder of Oma Beauty, um, which is one of the black owned beauty businesses that we mentioned a couple weeks ago. Her name is Sharon Shooter. Shooter? I think shooter. Um, and she basically like put a challenge to beauty companies saying like, tell us how many black people you have in executive roles. Mm. And it's kind of, it's gained a lot of traction and a lot of companies had respond have responded. Um, she initially said, we want, brands to tell us within 72 hours what percentage of um what what the number of black employees they have at the corporate level and they did that on june 2nd and as it kind of gained traction more and more companies started responding and saying not just the number of black employees they have at the um like executive level but also kind of their overall numbers, what percentage are people of color, what percentage of people are black. And one thing that has become kind of interestingly, glaringly apparent is that a lot of these companies use people of color as a sort of cover for their lack of black employees. Mm, like they can say, yeah. our, our company is 30% people of color. And you're sort of like, okay. And then when you when they now are being forced to say what what the number of black employees there is, it's like 5%. And you're like, oh, okay, that's different. Um, so, yeah, and, and a lot of companies have responded and a lot of companies have a lot of work to do. So a lot of what these companies are saying is they're, they're saying their numbers and then they're basically like describing a pl like what their plan is to increase diversity. Um, so, you know, I think as consumers, we can we can hold them accountable and make sure that they follow through on what they are promising. And 
I don't know if you know the answer to this, but for example, I'm, I just pulled up an article on Pull Up for Change. And for example, like Revlon listed Revlon Inc., their employee, how their employees identify. And, and among the directors, it says 5% are black. And so once these companies share this information, um, how, how, do, how does one then follow up with them in say a year to see what the, the changes in percentages are like I, I like I think the same thing work? happens I think that this kind of public accountability is really important um, so that these numbers are not secret and mm. if enough people are saying like hey you need to tell us what the makeup of your companies are what the makeup of your company is, um, then I think they'll feel pressured into doing it. I mean, I think clearly like this kind of public social media pressure really does work. And it then becomes obvious like which companies are not responding. Yeah. Well, and this is a conversation that um, we can be having in all sorts of organizations in our life, right? Totally. Like, this is something. This is something without going into too much detail about, you know, my kids' lives, like a conversation that, I know people have initiated at our school, myself included. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is valuable, not just like in, in all sorts of. Yeah. And what's happening now on, in, on their Instagram is now fashion companies are starting to respond and allure magazine responded. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, there's more and more companies who are realizing that, they need to be held accountable. Um, so, you know, I think it's really cool that this is happening. And I hope that all of these promises that these um, companies are making, I hope that they come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm. Thank you for bringing this to our attention because I had not heard about it until you mentioned it. You're welcome. It. Well, I have missed it. There's another initiative that I know you are familiar with because I saw you post about it in your stories, which is that Sephora has committed to devoting 15% of their shelf space to Black-owned beauty companies. Yes. And it's a campaign that is directed at a bunch of... It's called the 15% Pledge. Mm-hmm. And Sephora just committed to the 15% pledge, but this organization, which if you go to 15% pledge on Instagram, that's, that's where I'm, I've been following and I signed the petition. Um, you can see other companies that they are holding accountable target shop, Bop whole foods. They have listed on their site. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, I think it's, I mean, we, you, you have influence with your dollar. So yeah, that is really, that is really important. Yeah. And I also just want to mention that we, Kate and I have been thinking a lot about these issues and we will be, I think we mentioned we were going to be um, talking about some things that we were going to be doing and we're, we want to be deliberate and intentional about this. And so we've been working on coming up with some concrete goals and um, initiatives that we're going to be pursuing. I think we should be ready to announce those by the beginning of next week, right? Yes, I would say hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, But I'm excited about it. It it was it's been it's been good to like really have to dig into this stuff. So 
yeah and hold ourselves accountable Mm -hmm. as a tiny business yeah totally um wait so you also you did something fun oh yeah earlier today i did my vote save america training my i'm i'm adopt i'm how do i phrase this i have volunteered to um help work to to turn arizona blue it's Mm -hmm. a battleground state and i did my first training tonight and it was it was fantastic and just getting to to listen to organizers from all across the country uh, on this, it was on Zoom. There were fifteen thousand people watching wow. on Zoom live. This was live, um, and these organizers are all like. Not only are they so inspirational, like most of them look like they're twenty five. You know, like these are totally. I, these are people who are like they are out there every day working for change in our country, and it was just really exciting and inspiring. And it's, it, I, you know, I, I just. I had really, I have done a lot of political and social activist work. Not a lot. I have done some and I always want to be doing more. And I certainly felt very committed in the year following the 2016 election to really make sure in the 2020 presidential election that I was doing my part. So I'm trying to really recommit to that. Um, And... So yeah, so I had my first training tonight. So that was that was really exciting and it was actually very helpful. Like I kind of been like I I know how to do this. Like I've canvassed a lot. I've done I did a, I've done a lot of phone banking and um but what they actually focused on was storytelling and I thought that was really interesting and it was it was basically like how do you, how do we communicate with each other especially if we're coming from very different experiences um different lives different beliefs and and that was just like such a valuable perspective that i had not thought about that i think is valuable in all human interactions Mm -hmm. is like how do we how do we both share what our story is and how do we also listen and hear another person and so i i found it very exciting and valuable it is not too late to sign up you can get on board if anyone is curious um we will link to it on our website join me Join yeah. me in, tr- in trying to get some electoral college votes. I I am joining you. I have not been able to attend any of the live trainings, but they are all on Crooked Media's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can watch them at your leisure. Oh, you want to? Did you want to hear something else cool? So you know I how do, we, Dory. Okay. <laughs> so you know how yes, we, I do. <laughs> You know how I talked about how I did some letter writing with Vote Forward? Yeah. And I said that it's like a super easy way to like have make an impactful, do do something impactful um, for the election. And someone DM me and was like, I just wrote my 20 letters and like sent me a picture. And then I put that on my story. And then someone who listens to the pod who works on social for vote forward dm'd me and was like thank you so much for mentioning us on the podcast like we really appreciate it then a few more people dm me were like i just signed up so like it was it was cool thanks everyone (laughs) making change making change all right should we take a short break i would love nothing more than to pause and be right back okay (laughs) 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly 
the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Okay, so I have exciting news. Great. This is our first ever text read on the air. Wow. Okay. This is mm-hmm, big. Mm-hmm. And I want, I want you to know that today I went through a bunch of our text messages and I tried to respond to as many as I could. And it was really fun. And then people wrote back and Aww. we were just like chatting over text. That's so fun. So, you know, if I don't ever like get my work done on time, it's because I'm texting <laughs> listeners over the... <laughs> Google voice and it counts as work. Uh, So this is our first text question. So you can totally submit questions and feedback over um, by texting our phone number as well. This listener texted, 
Hi, Kate and Dory. Corona quandary for you two and the pod squad. I'm an optimist by nature. My fiance is not. Since April, I was laid off from my job that I loved and was really good at. My dad had a major life altering accident and my fiance's mom suddenly passed away. Non-COVID related. Needless to say, it has been the shittiest and most stressful month of our lives. I've practiced meditating and mindfulness enough pre-corona to acknowledge the grief and pain we're feeling. And also know that it will indeed pass. I've pivoted from saying to my fiance, it will get better to it won't always be like this. Does anyone out there have advice for dealing with pessimists without sounding like a chirpy asshole? We've been together for 10 years and have had many a fight regarding me being too chipper and optimistic. Many thanks. Warmly best regards. XOXOXO, <laughs> etc. Thanks for the pod and for allowing me to feel like I'm just chatting with my best gal pals. Um, well, first of all, I appreciate your use of multiple sign-offs. <laughs> mm. Also, like, I don't know if this listener knows that, but that's also kind of a Shit's Creek reference because there's like a best wishes, warmest regards inside joke on Shit's Creek. Oh, so. well, maybe it, maybe it was a Shit's Creek reference. <sighs> Just want to point that out. Well, thank you. We'll crossover. You're welcome. Okay, um, so thought story. I do have some thoughts. My first thought is, have you tried just listening to him and not trying to reassure him because I do think that it can sometimes be frustrating for someone who is a pessimist to always be told like better days are ahead. You know, things are getting better just around the corner. And I, and of course you do that with the best of intentions, but as someone who like has a tendency to do that, and like want wants to try to fix things. And I, I get upset when other people are upset and I, I want them to feel better, but sometimes they just need to vent. And it's tough when we're in such a, such a difficult period right now. And I, I also understand that like someone who complains constantly is also a drag, but you might try just sort of shifting your response to him and just saying like, I hear you like this does really suck. Yeah. And I'm going to come at this um, answer uh, from the point of view of a person whose mom died. Not sudden. I mean, it was, it felt sudden, but it was a nine month illness. Your, your fiance, I would assume is grieving deeply in ways that they may or may not be able to, verbalize and Mm. so i would i would separate their like usual pessimism from whatever grief they are experiencing right now and i would make a point i think you have to make a lot of room for them to grieve in whatever way is coming up and to really be there like dory said really be there for them as a person who is listening and supporting and then air your frustrations to somebody else at, you know on outside of your circle um because i i think that the grief of losing a parent obviously we don't know like what happened or what their relationship was so I, i'm speaking coming from my own experience but that's a really that's a massive loss and it's not i'm not saying this to take away from you losing your job or your father having a major accident because those are also extraordinarily mm-hmm. traumatic massive life things um but i would just i would just want to acknowledge the fact that grief is different from pessimism and it's it can be extraordinarily painful and it can last i mean it lasts forever but the 
the first, you know, year or two, at least for myself, were it was extraordinarily hard. So I just wanted to. I'm so glad you brought that up, that. Kate. Thank you. Dory, you know what? It is truly like I feel very grateful that I can speak to grief now as a person who experienced it very deeply, but it has been long enough that I have perspective. Mm. Anne wrote a book about it. You did write a book about it. <laughs> I don't know if everybody knows that. <sighs> you want to do some deep reading on grief. I've got the book for you. Um, but you know what? Hey, let's just acknowledge how, how hard this is. And also I want to applaud that listener for like, you know, it is hard to always, I, I, I'm a tend to be an optimistic person too, and it can be kind of annoying sometimes I know. So I just want to applaud you also for sticking out through a hard time. Yeah, totally. Sticking out, sticking in. I don't know. Sticking it out? Sticking it out. There it is. <laughs> All right. Dory, you want to okay. read this email? I would love to. Hi, Kate and Dory. Hope you are both staying well. Before I pose this question, I want to firstly acknowledge my huge privilege, financial, racial, etc., that this is what's on my mind right now, and this is just one of the many things I'm working on as a part of my efforts to be a better anti-racist and ally. Up until recently, I was a huge fan of brands slash companies like Bon Appetit, Everlane, Reformation. However, some very disturbing and disappointing information has come to light about a culture of systemic racism in these companies. I find, quote, cancel culture to be very unproductive as it rarely leads to true change. But as a woman of color, I can't in good conscience support a brand that is irrefutably discriminating against black, indigenous and people of color. Um, yes, I could just wait for public announcements of changes to be made, but who knows what's happening beyond the public eye. After all, isn't this how systemic racism was perpetuated in these brands for so long? I'm wondering what you think about where to draw the line between boycotting, quote, canceling and resuming support for brands like these. Wait, Kate, you, you took out her line about being a 21 year old in a 40 year old's body. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That was such oh, a good line. Gosh. Hold on. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listener. Okay. I think I deleted your name and I think I just went up a line. Well, this listener is a 21-year-old in a 40-year-old's yes. body. Let's and then just clarify that they established she says, that. She says, P.S. Dory, I'm a Penn student. So when you said your email used to be at sas.upenn.edu, I thought I was hearing things. Much love from a sometimes proud Quaker. As uh, the pen, the pen people are the Quakers? Yes, the pen mascot. We are the fighting Quakers. Okay, so this person is not saying they identify as a Quaker. No, like, no, they are, okay. they are uh, invoking the pen mascot. <laughs> well, this is certainly a very topical and complex thing that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm not totally sure, to be very honest with you, listener, I, I'm not personally sure how I'm planning on navigating it as an individual and a consumer because I think you make really great points. I also find cancel culture to be unproductive often, not always, but often. But you're right. I also can't support brands that discriminate against black people, indigenous people, people of color, LGBTQ, I mean, anyone really. And you're right. Also, this is how the systemic racism has been perpetuated. So, Dory, what do we do? Where do we draw the line? Well, 
you know, I think it, it is kind of connected with what we were talking about earlier in the episode with pull up for change with like these companies that have horrible diversity statistics, but coming out with these, some of them very detailed and seemingly thoughtful plans to improve. But I guess the question is like, what is, what is our time frame for that? Like you were saying a year from now, is that realistic? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm legitimately posing the question. Like, do we check in in six months? Do we check in in a year? Do we check in in two years? Do we say like, oh, they've, they like their CEO stepped down. Like that's already a step in the right direction. Um, I don't know. These are all questions that I think a lot of people are still navigating. Yeah. You know, one thing that really stuck out for me in our conversation with um, Tiffany Turner Moon, who we just recently interviewed is in talking about holding brands accountable was six weeks six months, six years. Yeah. Just for some reason that just like yes. has stayed in my brain. Yeah. Like what is your, what is the immediate response? Yes. Like in this moment, how are you going to kind of really take that, take that response and take fast action where you can. And then what are the, are the deeper, longer Long term. term things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking about this like for myself as an individual, as a business partner to you, as a writer, and then also in terms of the companies that I work with or that I consume. Um, like, for example, I thought Bon, App- bon Appetit wrote a pretty, they wrote a very, like, what called a long overdue apology and where we go from here. And I f- it read to me is pretty upfront. But again, how do we know that they are going to implement these changes that they are saying they will implement? Yeah, so I, I think it's on us to have to keep showing up to hold them accountable. Yeah. And I do just want to mention, we've gotten a few emails about um, Book of the Month, mm-hmm. which advertised on our show a couple weeks ago, last week. I, I've sort of lost track of time. Um, and sort of right after the ad ran, they were called out very publicly um, for not having a lot of black authors at all and for not having black employees and for treating black employees terribly. Um, And they have come out with a statement saying how they're going to improve. Um, We are adopting kind of a wait and see attitude about them right now. Like I think in the near term, our ads with them are on hold and then we will kind of reevaluate um, if we see that they are making real changes. Does that sound right, Kate? Yeah, I think right now we are not going to continue. I mean, we don't have any other ads coming up with them and we yeah. are going to keep it that way until I think we see change that feels authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have had other situations where uh, something has gone down at a adver- a company that advertises on our show and we've stopped working with them because of because of that. So, yeah. um, but I think like this listener says, like if real change occurs, then we I think we want to re- like we want to then be able to support those organizations. Right. If we actually see them doing the real work. 
Right. Especially um, if they bring on executives who like if they bring on black executives, they bring on more people of color in leadership roles. You know, I don't there is a thing called the glass cliff where people of color, black people, women are brought in to like clean up the mess that Mm. people have left behind. And they're often set up to fail because they're not given the institutional support. And they also are dealing with like a huge image shit storm. (laughs) Um, And so I've never heard that term, Dory, the glass cliff. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, you can I mean, there's there's been some interesting articles about it. Um and so, you know, I think that we I mean, I personally don't want to see people who are brought in to quote unquote clean up the mess mm. be set up to fail. And so I do want to support them, but you know, but it's tricky. So I don't know. Again, like I don't have the answer right now, but these are these are all things that I'm thinking about and taking into consideration um, as we kind of move forward. Yeah. All right. Um, let's let's take a break. Take a break. <laughs> <laughs> BRB. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid forties, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm, Okay. Which is visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. 
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. We're back. We're back. An email. Hi, ladies. I hear you talk about serums a lot, and I love serums, but not much about toners. I'm 38, and I've recently started toning my skin with high-end products, mainly by Alemis. Alemis. I've noticed a huge difference. Love your show. Hey, if it's working for you, great. I've never heard of this brand. What is wrong with me that I don't know this brand? I, I don't know it either. Tis high end. I see some high prices coming up when I Google. <laughs> Listener, I, I will say I I love a toner, but I think it's I call them mists all the time. And so I, I think, you know, a toner to me, it's like I use it to hydrate. I think you can also use it to ex, to exfoliate or to I want to say dry out the skin. I mean, it kind of depends on what you need it for. Right. So I think, I think that some mists are toners, but not all mists are toners and toners. What? I was just deep. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) Um, and I also think that not all toners come in mist form. Well, yes. And I will tell you a toner that I've just recently picked back up that I grabbed to talk about is Paula's Choice Advanced Replenishing Toner mm. with Hyaluronic Acid. Mm-hmm. I have been using that as the second step after my wash because I want some hydration in my dry, flaky skin. Well, so, and this is something that it. comes up um, with a guest who will be on the air in a few weeks. We'll just oh boy. leave it at that. Um but she talks about how there are like hydrating toners and there are drying toners and you have to be really careful um, depending on your skin type that you don't get the wrong one. Yeah. And I will also say I'm pumped listener that you are digging into those high end products, but your toner, nay, all your products need not be high end. Indeed. Just going to say that. Indeed. I, I want you to know I've also been misting my face the whole time we've been talking about this. Have with you my... really? <laughs> yeah, because we got this email and then I was like, oh, I'm going to grab my favorite toners and just bring them over to the bedside table where I record. And then I picked up like my ulti- one of my ultimate faves, which is the iSun Ormus face and body mist. It mm-hmm. just smells so good. And then I've just, <laughs> I've just been like leaning away from the microphone and my recording equipment and misting myself. Oh, my gosh. That's what's happening, everybody. I love this. This is method method podcasting. (laughs) It is. I'm really in the moment right now. All right. Uh, We are going to end with a interesting question posed over voicemail. Here we go. Hi, 
Hi, Ken Dor. I had to pause the pod, as they say, because I thought of a question that I've been um, wondering about for a while, and I'm just not sure I have a great answer, but I feel like this is something that you both would have an answer to, or at least maybe some of the listeners. But I'm really struggling with friends who gossip. I'm not much of a gossiper, but I'm also kind of a people pleaser, so I have a really hard time putting my foot down and shutting things down, especially when people seem to be having good conversation. But I'm also really not interested in gossiping. So any advice on how to handle those situations? I don't know. I just don't feel like I have the right to judge any person ever, and I just don't want to be involved in them. So, yeah, thanks for your thoughts. Love y'all. All right. I feel like I need to say something. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know where this is going to go. Okay. I'm ready. I love gossip. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I love gossip. I think that it, it serves an important social function, which has been backed up by research. And I think there is a difference between gossip and talking shit. Like there's gossip. I like the gossip that just like, like, you're passing on like juicy information, you know, you know, that I mean, kind of gossip? I know. right. I do. Um, not so much the like talking shit about people kind of gossip. Um, but I found this article about the importance of gossip from the New York times from like 15 years ago. It says, gossip not only helps clarify and enforce the rules that keep people working well together, studies suggest, but it circulates crucial information about the behavior of others that cannot be published in an office manual. As often as it sullies reputation, psychologists say, gossip offers a foothold for newcomers in a group and a safety net for group members who feel in danger of falling out. Gossip, and then, then they quote a professor of biology and anthropology, as saying, gossip appears to be a very sophisticated, multifunctional interaction, which is important in policing behaviors in a group and defining group membership. So gossip has been around for thousands of years. I don't think it's going anywhere. <laughs> Look, I just feel like I need to I need to just defend gossip for a second. <laughs> This is a, fa a fascinating response I did not expect. I don't know where I thought you were going to go. I will say I have always also loved gossip and it took me a long time and I felt a lot of shame about it and it took me a long time to realize that my interest was not malicious. It was because I am an aggressively curious person, yes, which is why exactly. I am a writer. Yes, yes, yes. But but I do think like it sounds like what this listener is talking about is the participation in talking about someone or something behind one's back in a way yes. just kind of feeds because I do think there is a difference. Yeah, I just said there's and, a difference between yes, gossip yes. and shit talking and it sounds yes, like this I might agree. be shit talking. This might be shit talking and... I, I feel like, listener, what you just said to us and over voicemail, like you don't really, you don't like it and you don't feel like you have the right to judge anyone. I would, I think you can just say that to the group and shut it down. And yeah, I don't know if these are your best friends, if it's a larger social circle, but like, I, I don't spend a lot of time shit talking with my, with most of my friends. Like, I think if it's not something that's comfortable for you, it might be worth evaluating these relationships yeah 
And totally. it might also, if you want to, if these are pe- relationships you want to maintain, it might be kind of good broaching the subject that you're uncomfortable with, like the person that you feel the closest and safest with mm-hmm. to kind of just, you, so you don't have to like be at a group setting at a restaurant and just like suddenly announce, you know, that I can see how that might be a challenging situation for someone. So for you, I mean, listener. So anyway, I, I, I yes, Dory, you make a good point. I think there is a difference. I would love to hear. We have not talked about gossip at all yet on the no, show. But I and feel like we have been, we have either discussed or someone suggested that we do an episode on gossip as self-care. Oh, fascinating. I mean, or maybe you know, I just so, want to, maybe I just you, like imagine this. <laughs> I'm trying to manifest this. Well, and you know, I think there are, I, I'm trying to be sensitive because, you know, I'm, I have kids who are getting older and who are going to be entering the world of like owning phones and all that hellish nightmare stuff that comes along with being a tween and a teen. And gossip can be used to bully and degrade totally, people in totally. incredibly harmful ways. And so I don't yes. want to make light of that. Yes. But I do think there's, there, there are, I think you make really interesting points, Dory. And so I think noting what exactly is going on is probably the most important thing in the situation. Yes. And I think you're right that like, especially in the middle school, high school years, gossip can be very malicious and very harmful. And so it's important to learn how to use the forces of gossip for good. I'm intrigued. I would love to learn more about gossiping for good. Um, Is that possible? I you think teach me so. your way, story. Well, I feel like I could get like an actual expert to talk about this. I'm on it. I'm working okay, on yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> All Dory's right. producing this episode. Great. <laughs> um, well, Kate, it was a pleasure as always to chat with you. I likewise, Dory. I'm going to go mist for the rest of the night. And okay. I hope you uh, are you going to be on your island. I am playing Animal Crossing tonight. Yes. All right. Well, you know, I'll, I'll hit you up if I'm also on <laughs> Bolandia. Well, maybe I'll give you a. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh goodness <sighs> all right thank you all bye so much for listening bye